had a thought, and have had thoughts about this for some time, and perhaps today, Lord willing, will be today to bring some of the thoughts forth as we've been going through Scripture from the book of Revelation into the Psalms. And even in the types and shadows of the Lord in Christ and in uh, in Exodus and in Ezekiel, we've, we realize that everything that we try to preach and teach is about the Lord Jesus Christ. Everything in the purpose of Christ is, is that He be lifted up, that He be worshipped. God hath exalted Him far above all things. He's the head of the church, the head of the body, of both our body and the body of the church, the body of Christ. A lot of people have different ideas about who Christ is. You've heard them. I don't have to bring them forth. And what I'm going to tell you today, you've heard a lot from me in the past, but I want to bring forth some things to it. When I first started thinking about this text last week, I was thinking about the names of Christ and the line of the tribe of Judah and the seed of David and such things. But as I've Look through it and thought about it. I've come another way with it. I want to talk about the Lord. That's all I want to do is talk about the Lord Jesus Christ. And the first thing that I want to bring forth is in 1 Timothy 3.16. For without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. And then he says, God was manifest in the flesh. No matter what we think or what we read or what somebody else thinks about Christ, the fact is that He is, not was, but is God manifest in the flesh. God is a spirit. He was called the invisible God. Christ in the body, whether pre-incarnate or whether born of the virgin, both are Christ. Both are God manifest in the flesh. The Bible teaches us that Adam walked with God in the garden and God spoke with him. That brings me in my mind to the conclusion that God as a friend walked with Adam in the garden. That Adam could see him in a body. Certainly we understand there's no way to see God except in Christ. Whether it was Moses at the bush that burned with fire and was not consumed. Whether it was Abraham sitting in the heat of the day in his tent and the Lord appeared to him there. Whether it was Joshua who saw the angel of the Lord, the captain of the Lord's host. He saw Christ. He saw God 
manifest in the flesh. Now, all that to make the point before we go into this text, Lord willing, is Hebrews 13 and verse 8. Paul speaking of our Lord Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and today and forever. We find that in Revelation chapter 1, He is He who was and is and is to come. That teaches me that Christ has always been. That Christ is and that Christ will always be. He is the manifestation of the eternal God who created all things. Many take that and try to say that Christ was created in the man Jesus Christ. I deny that because Christ was in the garden with Adam pre-incarnate before He was made flesh and dwelt among us in this world in the sense of the Christ of God. And we'll talk about that in just a moment, I hope. If we go to Mark chapter 1, and I'm going to jump around a bit so you pray for me. Mark chapter 1, we find penned the beginning... This is verse 1. It's also the beginning of the church because it's the beginning of the Gospel. You want to know when the church started? Right here. The beginning of the Gospel of Jesus Christ. Now here is my point. The Son of God. You want further proof in the same chapter? Verse 9. And it came to pass in those days that Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized of John in Jordan. And straightway coming out of the water, He saw the heavens opened and the Spirit like a dove descending upon Him. Now we could spend an hour here talking about reasons to be baptized because our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ was baptized. But let's stay with the text. And there came a voice from heaven saying, this is the voice of the Father, Thou art My beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. How can an eternal being have a son? 1 John chapter 5, we read, For there are three that bear record in heaven. The Father the Word, and the Holy Ghost. They bear record today. They bear record tomorrow. They bore record on the day of creation. They bore record in eternity because God and the Godhead is and was and will be. So then how can God in the thinking of mortal man as we 
live and have families and children in this world of time that God created, how can God have a child who was never born again? For without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh to reveal to us the greatness, hear me out, the greatness of the very finite knowledge that we're given and by His grace do understand of the being of God. I can't understand how God, who is eternal, had a Son who is eternal. I saw my sons born. I see my grandchildren. In our thinking process, in our nature, a Son is born. Yet we see the Son of God eternal. He is today what He was yesterday. He will always be what He is today and what He was yesterday. I've said this before in different places. God has always been who He is and what He is. Father, Word, Holy Spirit. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Eternal. For I am the Lord, and I change not, he said to the Jews. Therefore, ye sons of Jacob are not consumed. If we go to Genesis, now we go to Hebrews 11, we find through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the Word of God. Christ is the Word of God. For there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. You read a little farther, we see those that bear witness, witness in the earth. The blood, the spirit, the blood, and the water. The spirit of God, which carried the man, Jesus Christ. The water and the blood that came forth from his side, proving that he was dead. Already, I need to get to my text, but that bears witness that Christ laid His life down to fulfill the purpose of God, which He did, for He cried out, It is finished. Now, to stay with the text, Christ is the Son of God. Proverbs 30. Lord, help me find these quickly. Uh, I'll start in verse 3. I neither learned wisdom nor have the knowledge of the holy. Who hath ascended up into heaven? Christ. Or descended? Christ. God. Who hath gathered the wind in His fist? God. Who hath bound the waters in a garment? God. Who hath established all the ends of the earth? God in Christ. What is His name? I am. 
I am self-existent, self-being, the all-powerful, the all-wise God. And what is His Son's name? Before Abraham was, I am. Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. I'm giving you proof of the Son of God before moving on. Romans chapter 1. Concerning starting in verse 3. I'll read the whole thing. Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated unto the Gospel of God, which he had promised afore by his prophets in the Holy Scriptures. We're going to go back in the Scriptures, in the Psalms. Concerning his Son, the Son of God, Jesus Christ, our Lord, which was made of the seed of David according to the flesh. There's the Son of Man in David. There's the Son of God in God the Father in eternity. There is also the Son of God as being born in this world from the Virgin Mary in the body that God had prepared Him to be the Christ of God. And declared to be the Son of God with power, the power of the Holy Spirit, according to the Spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead. By God bringing that man, his Christ, up from the grave, we see It's proven. It's a declaration to a child of God, not to anyone else, that Christ is the Son of God and also the Son of David. Genesis 1.26, God said, let us make man in our image. This is on the sixth Day of creation. And by the way, remember Hebrews 11, through faith we understand the worlds were framed by the Word of God. That is Christ, the living Word of God. The same one in Hebrews 4 we see in Him talking about the sword of the Spirit which divided even the spirit and soul. The wisdom of God in creation. This is in creation. And God said... Let us, Father, Word, Holy Ghost, Father, Son, Holy Ghost, make man in our image. Christ was there. He is eternal. One of my favorite texts in Proverbs 8 about the wisdom of God which was in Christ is I was there when He laid the foundation of the earth. I was there when He created all things. When He laid the hills of the earth, I was there. Christ is eternal. Jesus Christ is not some weak being that begs you to come to Him. And as I've heard people say at the end of the last day, He'll have tears in His eyes because some of His people didn't come to Him. God forbid that is not the Son of God. The Son of God is victorious in all He does and all that He has done and all that He will do. And that is an amen. It can't be changed. He's declared to be the Son of God with holiness. Let us make man in our image. There's the Godhead. John chapter 1. 
In the beginning was the Word, that is Christ, that is the Son of God, that is the living Word of God. Very many different names applied to Him that we might know and understand the Godhead and that we might know and understand Christ and the power of His Christ and His purpose and His love. In the beginning. The beginning of what? The beginning of creation. There's no beginning to eternity. And He was there in eternity. He was. He is. He will be. He's the same today, yesterday, and tomorrow. The beginning In the beginning was the Word. That's Christ. And the Word was with God in the beginning of creation. And the Word was God. The second person of the Godhead. The same was in the beginning with God. Let's go to Revelation 3. We covered some of this and wanted to talk about it more so going through Revelation. And I believe it's verse 14. And unto the angel of the church of the Laodiceans write, These things saith the Amen. There is a word spoken. It is a declaration. It is a purpose. Amen. It is so. Amen. That is Christ. It cannot fail. Amen. God said it and it is. Period. Exclamation point. Amen. The faithful and true witness as the man Jesus Christ bore witness of the Father and the Father bore witness of the Christ, His Son, Jesus Christ. Jesus, Savior. Christ, anointed. You notice in John, the Spirit descending in Him on, in the shape of a dove in fullness, for He was without sin. He had no earthly father. He had no sin inheritance. And He created, He did no sin. He did no sin. He was perfect. The Christ of God. These things set the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. I remember some who thought that that men, I say thought because they're with the Lord now, they've left this world, but they thought that meant that Christ began when He was born of the Virgin. I beg to differ. Christ is eternal in heaven and immortal glory. Speaking of Christ and the beginning of creation, Colossians 1. Uh, I'll just start in verse 15. Who is the image of the invisible God? For God was manifest in the flesh. Who is the image of the invisible God? The firstborn from death He raised up of every creature, for by Him, Christ, were all things created. If He created them, He had to be eternal before anything was created. Yes, some would say, but there He was the Word of God and not the Son. Jesus Christ, the same today and yesterday and forever, He is what He has always been and who He always will be. Scripture proves that. For by Him were all things created that are in heaven 
and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by Him and for Him. Back to John. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. All things were created by Him, and without Him there was not anything made that was made. Okay. Let's get to a meaty part. And you remember this because we're going to use it several times if the Lord keeps my thoughts and I have time. Mentioned this many times. I told you it's going to be repeating some stuff, but you want to put them together and see the power of God and the power of His Christ. The angel Gabriel in the sixth month of sixth month of what? The pregnancy of Elizabeth, John's mother. She was carrying John the Baptist, whom the Father sent to prepare the way for God the Son, the Christ, the Son of Man, the Lamb of God, Emmanuel, God with us. The virgin espoused to a man named Joseph, verse 27. The virgin's name was Mary. Hail thou art that art highly favored, the Lord is with thee, blessed are thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. I know how I would be doubting it. I know how fearful I would be. I would be like Peter, depart from me, Lord, for I'm a sinful man. This woman was chosen of God. This woman is of the lineage of David. 132nd Psalm for the Lord has said, in truth, that He would set David's seed upon the throne of Israel. This is the Christ. This is the seed of David. Matthew 1 and 1. The generation of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. This is Christ, the son of David. He's going to sit upon the throne of David. He's going to rule and reign over the elect children of God for the entirety of this world and into the realm of eternity. He is that spectacular. He is the King of kings. He is the Lord of lords. He has all power given unto Him. And I'm speaking of the man and the body, Jesus Christ, the Son of Man. He has all power given unto Him in heaven and in earth. John 17. The angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. Behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son, and shalt call His name Jesus. Here is the Son of Man. Here is the man, the flesh, from a woman, a virgin. Man had not touched her. Her womb was not corrupted with sin. She was pure, a virgin. Only, only a virgin could bring forth a child. This goes to Isaiah 7, 14. Therefore the Lord Himself shall give you a sign. A virgin should conceive and bring forth a son. This is Christ. He shall be, thou shalt call His name Jesus. This is the Son of God. Jesus means Savior. He shall be great, certainly so, and shall be called the Son of the Highest. Here He's the Son of God. But He's also the Son of Man because He's born of a woman. A virgin. And the Lord God shall give unto Him the Son of Man. He who died and suffered for our sins in His body, 
That our sins and our body, our sins would be wiped clean and our body would not suffer the wrath of God as He did. And He shall reign over the house of Jacob forever and of His kingdom there shall be no end. Then said Mary unto the angel, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? The angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost, here's the Son of God, the Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. I'll give you one more example. Daniel chapter 3, Nebuchadnezzar took those three Hebrew boys and bound them and took the most mighty men in his army and cast them into a furnace of fire that was seven times hotter than any fire had ever been. Cast them into the fire. The fire was so hot it consumed the mightiest of Nebuchadnezzar's military. Yet Nebuchadnezzar was astonished. He looked. <laughs> you think about this as we undergo things in this world. <laughs> he looked into the furnace. There was not three men loose, for they had been bound. They were loose and walking, but there was a fourth with them, and his form had the appearance of the Son of God. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is the Christ. Of God, we went through Psalms, and we're going to briefly touch on some of these to bring your remembrance back. Psalm 16, starting verse seven: I will bless the Lord who has given me counsel. God giving counsel to Christ in His purpose before the world was. Read Isaiah 49, the first few verses. You'll see. The same context. My reigns also instruct me in the night seasons. I have set the Lord always before me because He is at my right hand. Christ went through straightforward in the purpose of God. God was His power. The man I'm talking about, Jesus Christ. God was His power, the right hand. I shall not be moved. He could not fail. Therefore, my heart is glad, Christ, and my glory rejoiceth. Father, glorify Thy name. For this cause came I unto this hour. Shall I say, Father, save me for this hour? For this cause came I unto this hour. Glorify Thy name. I have both glorified it and will glorify it again. The glory of the Christ and the glory of God. For thou wilt not leave my soul in hell. You can leave Buddha in hell. You can live in the grave. That's what's being spoken of in hell. The grave. Christ didn't go to hell. Christ went to the grave. That's the hell spoken of. You can put Buddha in the grave. You can put Confucius in the grave or any other pagan god. It makes no difference to their doctrine. 
Our doctrine is the true doctrine of God that the Christ of God was born in this world and suffered and bled and died for His people and was raised up by the power of God. For thou wilt not leave my soul in hell, neither wilt thou suffer thine holy one to see corruption. 22, verse 1. I love this chapter. You could preach on it every Sunday till time was no more. My God, my God, verse 1, why hast thou forsaken me? The Christ of God born for the purpose of God to save His people from their sins. God forsook Him in the three hours of darkness when His body was made sin and God cannot look upon sin. Why art thou so far from helping me? From the words of my roaring, the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the Christ of God, the Anointed, suffered the wrath of God for us. And we're not even allowed to see that. It was dark. All verse 7, All they that see Me laugh Me to scorn, they shoot out the lip and shake the head. He trusted on the Lord that He would deliver him. Let him deliver him, seeing He delighted in him. He came into His own. His own received Him not. The Jewish leaders rejected Him as the Son of God. They delivered Him up to Pilate that someone else would kill Him. And the guilt in their mind would not be on them. Wrong. Rejected of His own. Despised. Despised. They part my garments among them and cast lots upon my vesture. Do we not see in Scripture where that happened? Where His beautiful garment had been placed upon Him? Because it was tradition the priest would tear the clothes and take the goods, the spoils of the victim and divide them. But this was so beautiful and so precious. They cast lots for it. That it wouldn't be destroyed. 27 and 12, words of speaking of Christ, the Christ of God, deliver me not over into the will of mine enemies, for false witnesses are risen up against me, and such as breathe out cruelty. His own people bear false witness against Him. They could not agree. That did not matter to the Jewish leaders. They bore false witness accusing the very Son of God, the Creator of heaven and earth and all the millions of galaxies and the universe and holds them all together. And they accused Him of blasphemy. 31, verse 5, as Christ hanged upon the cross, and to thine hand I commit my spirit, thou hast redeemed me, O Lord God of truth. Pilate said, what is truth? 
He was looking at truth. Christ. And I dare say did not know it. The last things the Lord said, it is finished. Into thy hand I commend my spirit. Realize the importance of that. The body in which He suffered for us as the Lamb of God, if i got time to get to it, would be taken down and placed in the new tomb that He would borrow for three days and nights. His Spirit was commanded to God in heaven. And when His eyes shut, when He cried out, it wasn't a wimpy word, He declared it. It is finished. He declared the work finished. Into thy hands I commend my spirit. And he bowed his head and gave up the ghost. Verse 20 of chapter 34, He keepeth all His bones, not one of them is broken. The bodies, the Jews did not want them to remain on the cross because the next day was a Sabbath. So the Roman soldiers break the legs of the two male factors. But when they came to the Christ, He was dead already. That goes back to the blood and water and the Spirit of God which bears witness in the earth. There was not a bone broken fulfilling the Passover lamb in Exodus. 14 maybe. And out came the water and the blood proving He was dead already and they break not His legs. Uh, Psalm 35. I'll start in 10, 19. Let them that are mine enemies wrongfully rejoice. Let not them that are mine enemies wrongfully rejoice over me because they thought they'd killed him and destroyed him and he would be no more. Neither let them wink with the eye that hate me without a cause. For they speak not peace, but they devise the deceitful matters against them that are quiet in the land. Yea, they open their mouth wide against me and said, Aha, aha, I've seen it. Yes, we've seen it. We're bearing false witness against you and telling these people that we saw it. This I've seen, O Lord. Keep not silence, O Lord. Be not far from me. Stir up thyself and awake to my judgment. The judgment of Christ. Even unto my cause, my Lord, my God, and my Lord, judge me, O Lord my God, according to thy righteousness, and let not them rejoice over me. Let me read one more. Let them not say in their hearts, Ah, so would we have it. Let them not say, We have swallowed them up. He raised up, God delivered him. It is proven. I'll just read the rest very quickly before moving on. Let them be ashamed and brought to confusion together, the Jews that rejoice at mine hurt. Let them be clothed with shame and dishonor that magnify themselves against me. Finish reading that. I'm going to move. 40. 
40-some. Sacrifice and offering, Jewish service, thou didst not desire. Mine ears hast thou opened, Christ. Burnt offering and sin offering hast thou not required. What does God require of us? To do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with our God. Then said I, Lo, I come in the volume of the book it is written of me. This is the Son of God. This is the Christ of God. What book is he speaking of? The law and the Psalms, the prophets. I delight to do thy will, O my God, yet thy law is within my heart. Acts chapter 1, it's called His passion to suffer greatly, to bleed and die, to save His people from their sins. His passion. My goodness, I can't understand that depth of love. I have preached righteousness in the great congregation. He gave us the ministry. He preached Himself, for I have not refrained my lips, O Lord, Thou knowest. I have not hid Thy righteousness within my heart, I have declared thy faithfulness and thy salvation. I have not concealed thy loving kindness and thy truth from the great congregation. Would to God the ministry could learn that. 49 and 15. Another scripture of the Christ. But God will redeem my soul from the power of the grave. For God raised Him up. For He shall receive me, Selah, a rest. God raised Him from the grave and there's no greater testimony that He finished the work the Father gave Him to do that God received Him back unto glory in a great cloud of witness as He was taken up into the heaven and sits at the right hand of the Majesty on high. He's also the Son of Man, the Son of God, the Christ of God. Get back to Luke 1. Make the point. Chapter 28, The angel came in unto her, Mary, a woman, flesh and blood of the seed of David. The Lord is with thee, and blessed art thou among women. She is going to bring forth a child. That child is going to be who? The Son of God and the Christ of God. He's the Son of Man. God cannot suffer. Christ and the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Christ came here to suffer and bleed and die. Isaiah 53, For it pleased the Lord to bruise Him for us, for His people, for His glory, for the Father's glory. Daniel 7, 13 I love this. It's one of my favorite Scriptures. Daniel, you can read the whole chapter. In this dream, I saw in the night visions, and behold, (laughs) one like... He didn't say the Son of God. 
Son of God is showed in chapter 3. Walking with those Hebrew boys in the fire where the flame did not even kindle upon them. But here he sees him as the Son of Man. Christ as the Son of Man. Let me find Micah chapter 5. Oh, the Lord come offering Himself to you. Uh, will you accept Him? God forbid. Micah 5 2. Christ did not offer Himself to you, He offered Himself to the Father. But thou Bethlehem Ephratah, Micah 5 2, where was Christ born? Though thou be little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of thee, Bethlehem, shall he come forth unto me, Christ, the Son of God, coming unto the Father as a Son of Man, as a sacrifice. As the Lamb of God. Yet out of thee shall he come forth unto me, that is to be ruler in Israel, whose going forth have been from old, from everlasting, from eternity. When the covenant was made, it was never made because it's always been. Grasp that. I saw in the night visions back to Daniel, and behold, one like the Son of Man came the clouds of heaven and came to the Ancient of Days, the Father, and they brought Him near before Him, and there was given Him dominion and glory and a kingdom that all people, nations, and languages should serve Him. His dominion over men. His dominion over the church. His dominion over the wicked. His glory. His dominion over Satan and the angels in hell, and His glory of laying His life down. And a kingdom, that's the church, that all people, Gentiles, nations and languages should serve Him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away, and His kingdom that which shall not be destroyed. He came to the Father. He came to the Father. He didn't present Himself to you. He didn't offer Himself to you. He offered Himself to the Father. As the Lamb of God. 132nd Psalm, verse 11. The Lord has sworn in truth unto David. I will not turn from it. Of the fruit of thy body will I set upon thy throne. Do you not see what this is saying? Of the fruit of thy body, David, flesh, blood, man, sinner. Yet, as we see in Luke, from the seed of David, from the Virgin Mary, His Father being God, would come forth a man they call the God-man. He was the Savior. The Bible calls Him the Messiah in the Old Testament. In the New Testament, the Greek word for Messiah is Christ. He's the Christ of God. He's the Son of God. He's the Son of Man. Back to Isaiah 7. Seven. Let me find it. I got time. Fourteen. Therefore the Lord Himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive. There's a point to this I want to bring forth the second time I brought it up. And bear a son, flesh and blood from a virgin, son of man, also son of God, also the Christ of God, and shall call His name Emmanuel, Matthew 1. This is fulfilled. 
Matthew 1, verse 23, Behold, a virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. Can we say God was manifest in the flesh? What was the purpose? 1 and 21 of Matthew. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. There's no weakness in that. There's no doubting in that. It's all in the power of God. The same power of creation it took is the same power to raise Christ from the dead, which is the same power to save your soul. He laid His life down. He raised it up again. He plants life within you. And that same power will raise this body up and carry our spirit and soul into heaven and immortal glory. The Lord Jesus Christ. Now He's a Lamb of God. That's the last face I'm going to look at today. Isaiah 53. Verse 7, I believe. I'd like to go through the whole thing, but there's not time. He was oppressed and He was afflicted. Yet He opened not His mouth. Very little did He say. Smitten, spit upon, crown of thorns upon His head, beaten unmercifully, could not be recognized who He was, could not see His eyes swollen shut, beaten, bloody, scourged. I remember... One words that he said in the very few remarks he made before being nailed to the cross, Pilate said, Don't you know I have the power to crucify thee? His response, Thou wouldst have no power at all over me except it were given thee from above. For it pleased the Lord to bruise him. Oh my goodness. God suffered him to be delivered into the hands of sinners. And through that, as God does, he defeated death, he defeated evil. His Son was crucified. The Christ was crucified. The Son of God was crucified. The Son of Man was crucified. Emmanuel Himself, God, manifest in the flesh, was crucified. For it pleased the Lord to bruise Him. The Lamb of God. All of the sacrifices in the law Here's going to be John. I'm going to quote John the Baptist. Or John, rather. John the Baptist. The last Levitical priest by right, for at this point we have the beginning of the Gospel of Jesus Christ, and the law will exist no more in the eyes of God. It's grace. Verse 29 of John 1, The next day John seeth Jesus coming unto him. 
Son of God, the Son of Man, the Christ of God, Emmanuel, God with us, God manifest in the flesh, the Creator of heaven and earth. He who is the firstborn from the dead. And John said, Behold, the Lamb of God, all the sacrifices that were made under the law from the Levitical priesthood, all the sacrifices before that, Genesis 22, when Abraham took Isaac his son up into Mount Moriah, which by the way is the exact same place Christ was crucified. That sacrifice, all the way back to the lamb that Abel slew, none of that, none of that saved anybody from a sin. None of that paid a sin debt. All, each, and every one was to bring glory to God who would provide a sacrifice for us. And regarding the law, bring into remembrance our sin. Now the purpose of that is that when grace came and we're free from the law, we're no longer under the bondage of sin. We'd have the knowledge of Jesus Christ crucified for us. This Creator of heaven and earth. This Creator of the universe. This man who cannot look upon sin. The God of heaven who laid the glory of the God at His side and was born in this world to suffer and bleed and died for you because you love Him. That's, I'm telling you, that's how we know that He died for you. Because you love Him. You could not love Him without His sacrifice. You could not love Him without Him giving you life. You could not love Him unless He included you in that covenant made from before the world was. He's the Lamb of God. And He came unto God to offer sacrifice as a sacrificial lamb. The Passover lamb... Abel's lamb, any lamb that was offered in sacrifice, any animal offered in sacrifice, a type of Christ, who as the lamb before her shears is dumb, opened not his mouth. He humbled Himself to death in obedience to God, even the death of the cross. As the Lamb of God. I wish that people that are God's children who justify themselves. You know, Job suffered a lot. Job had a problem. Job justified himself. Job had too much self-righteousness and he suffered greatly. But he came to the point that he cried out glory to God for His mercy. I wish all those that justify themselves by the keeping of some good deed could realize that our Good deeds, our good works were filthy rags 
Beneath the feet of God. It is all in Christ. 1 Peter 1, verse 18. For as much as ye, child of God, know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold. You know, those old Jews love that silver and gold. A lot of people today on TV begging for silver and gold. You sent it to me and I'll do the Lord's work. Nothing new under the sun. Paul said you're not redeemed with silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your father in the law. How are you redeemed? How are you brought to God? What is the purpose of God? You're redeemed with the precious blood of Christ, the Son of God, the Son of Man, the Christ of God, Emmanuel, God with us, the Lamb of God. But with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. And don't stop there. Keep reading, Arminians. Who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world, in that covenant we read of in Ephesians 1 and 4, according as He had chosen us and Him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before God the Father in love, that is, Jew and Gentile alike, all the elect of God. Christ was foreordained before the foundation of the world. Now here's preciousness. But was manifest, made known, this is the Gospel. Paul said we preach the eternal Gospel of Jesus Christ. Ephesians 3. The eternal purpose of Jesus Christ. To save His people from their sins. That God is a people among the Gentiles also. They're elect from before the foundation of the world. All the children of God the Father gave to the Son. The Lamb of God died for God died for God who cannot suffer. Born in the body of a man to suffer for us. To lay His life down and raise it up again. And He's in heaven in immortal glory. And when the last child of God is born of the Spirit of God, we'll be there with Him also. Don't know when that will be. But like John said in Revelation, come quickly, Lord Jesus, who by Him do believe on God. Catch that? By Christ, we believe in God. There's no other way to know Him that raised Him up from the dead, brought Christ's body forth, rolled the stone away, brought Him forth, and gave Him glory. Glorified His Son. I'm going to tell you, He's going to glorify Him again on the last day. That your faith... The evidence of things not seen. I've never seen it, but I know it's true because God has revealed it to us and planting it within us. And by the preaching of the Gospel, it is more deeply known. And your hope. For what a man seeth, why doth he yet hope for? What is the definition of hope? In Romans 8, the earnest expectation of the manifestation of the sons of God. God hath given us that 
in His Son, Jesus Christ, the Son of Man, God with us, (laughs) the Lamb of God. Hallelujah.